Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This is Sunday, September the 17th, 2023, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Brandy Niedert. This service is sponsored by Ruth Harms and family in memory of Ray and Evelina Poppy. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this 16th Sunday after Pentecost. It's hard to get Wayne Zine people to settle down. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your hands like this and place them in your lap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this printed on the front of your bulletin. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives power to become children of God and bestows upon them the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor, to your left, and I want you to say, you are forgiven. Now I want you to turn to the right and share with your neighbor, you are forgiven. Now I want you to turn to the left and I want you to say, forgive yourself. I want you to turn to the right and I want you to share with your neighbor, it is time for you to forgive yourself. You are forgiven. And God loves you. And so our response to this is the Kyrie, which is, means Lord, Lord have mercy. If you'll turn to page 184 in the front of your hymnal, let us sing, Lord have mercy. On our world and on our way. 
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And kids, will you come up and help pastors sing the canticle of praise up front here, please, as the rest of us turn to page 185 in the front of your hymnal. And if they can stand to sit, great. But if I were out there in the pew, I would be standing up right now. You know what to do. seated. My favorite part of the service. Well, we can all go home now, right? No. No. Let us pray together the prayer of this uh, on this Sunday, the 16th of Sunday. You'll find this in your celebrate insert. Let us pray. Oh Lord God, merciful judge, you are the inexhaustible fountain of forgiveness. Replace our hearts of stone with hearts that love and adore you, that we may delight in doing your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Good morning. The first reading is from Genesis, chapter 50, verses 15 through 21, with the following preface. After Jacob's death, the brothers of Joseph, Joseph begged for forgiveness for the crime they had done against him. You intended to do me harm, Joseph said, but God used this as an opportunity to do good and save many lives. The reading. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers said, What if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong that we did to him? So they approached Joseph, saying, Your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also wept, fell down before him, and said, we are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do, me, do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. 
So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. In this way, he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 103, beginning with the refrain. The congregation will sing the refrain and the bold print verses. second reading is from Romans chapter 14 verses 1 through 12 with the following preface. This Christian community has significant struggles with diversity. Here Paul helps us understand that despite different practices in worship and personal piety, we do not judge one another. All Christians belong to the Lord Jesus Christ who died for all of us and will judge each of us. The reading. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, 
and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or your sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God. The word of the Lord. Our service continues on page 188 in the front of your hymnal with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. We've been following Peter and Jesus, and we have another encounter this morning. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be, care, be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owned him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and his children and all their possessions, and the payment would be made. So the slave fell to his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But now that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. When his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with them, Have patience with me, I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and he threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. They went and they reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. 
so my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother and sister from your heart. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace to God. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have times in our lives that it is hard to forgive. We have been hurt so badly. We feel that we are righteous in judgment and we have created within us stone-cold hearts. Whatever that hurt is. This 16th Sunday after Pentecost, we hear the story of Joseph meeting up with his brothers after his father has died. The backstory is when Joseph was a young man and his 11 brothers were out in the field watching the flock, Joseph came up. They were jealous of him. I mean, they were jealous. His dad loved Joseph and gave him a very special coat of many colors. And he was able to interpret dreams and visions. And they had had just about enough of Joseph, all ten of them. And so they took Joseph and they took that coat and ripped it off him. And they, they, they had a pit somewhere nearby. They took him to that pit. They lowered him in and they left him there. Then they took that coat and they tore it and they killed an animal and they sprinkled blood all over it. Then they went and they told their father that his beloved son, Joseph, was killed. And his father tore his clothes and he was devastated. Joseph would be later pulled up out of the pit, as we remember from Genesis. As people were traveling by, they heard his cries. They took him into Egypt and they sold him as a slave. But soon, Joseph would be sharing with the baker interpretation of dreams, and this got back to the king. Would you believe that Joseph was able to interpret what was going to happen to the king, the pharaoh of Egypt, and his land? And that they're going to have seven years of plenty, and then there's going to be seven years of drought. And so the king says to Joseph, you need to interpret that dream for me. And Joseph says, what we need to do is build more grain bins. I saw one going up in the neighborhood. Who? Paul. To store up grain. They did that. And then Joseph was elevated to the secretary of agriculture for the land of Egypt. Our prayer this morning is replace our hearts of stone with hearts that love and adore you, O God. I want you to keep that prayer with you all week long. I don't want to find a bulletin back here. I want you to take this home with you and pray this prayer every day. I challenge you. Of course, I have no authority. To adore and to love with all our hearts means that we have to be willing to do loving actions and respect deeply who it is who created and saves us. There is no greater love than the sacrifice for one another. I'm not asking anyone to sacrifice your life. Some of us have on our, our license, our driver's license, on the back side, I'm an organ donor. That certainly is a sacrifice worthy of doing to give someone life and help them living. But what about coming alongside our neighbors? Joseph was sacrificed by his ungrateful and very jealous brothers and he was left for dead. But God meant it for good. Not just for that family, but for all people. 
Sold into slavery, Joseph was gifted in seeing these visions and was elevated to the secretary of agriculture, helping to feed hundreds of thousands of people within and outside of Egypt. God raised Joseph up to save others. People came from all over. The king of Egypt had plenty, and he was willing to share. God not only raised Joseph up to save others, but God raised Joseph up as a leader who knew how to forgive and love and adore his Lord God. In our gospel lesson, this story repeats itself. Jesus shares another parable, the kingdom of God in heaven is where you will find forgiveness, love, adoration for God who created you. You remember the commandment. We have a jealous God. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our soul. And we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. The kingdom of heaven is where we find forgiveness, love, and adoration for God and neighbor. Peter, the apostle of Christ, asked Jesus, the Son of God, of the living God, about forgiveness. Peter knows who Jesus is and has been walking alongside him, and he wants to know something about forgiveness and sin. And it's a good and righteous question to be asked. Are we asked Peter to forgive seven times? Jesus' response comes from the story of a parable that demonstrates it's more than this. It's even more than 70 times seven. It goes much deeper. It is mercy from the heart we offer forgiveness, not just words from our mouth. I had to say I was sorry this morning. And I hope that that person forgave me with their heart. In his parable, Jesus challenges his listeners to think about where forgiveness comes. Forgiveness doesn't come from out here. It doesn't come from here. It doesn't come from there. It comes from here from the heart. It comes from the heart and it is here that the kingdom of God is found at work in us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are created in the image of God and that God has claimed you and knew you before you were born, brought, came to you in the Son of Jesus Christ and is with you today through the gift of the Holy Spirit that takes up residence in your heart? I'm speaking to the choir. Let me explain. The king offered his slave mercy and gave grace where it was undeserved and freely given. He was on his knees. Master, be patient with me. I will pay the whole debt. And he didn't do that standing up. He was on his knees. And he forgave him. All of it. And it was more than the tendon area. The forgiven slave, in turn, did not offer the same forgiveness to one who owed him much less. In fact, he found no forgiveness in his heart. And this brought misery upon himself until his debt would be paid in full. He wasn't imprisoned, but he was tortured. And then Jesus shot Peter a warning. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from the heart. Not here, not here, not even here, here. Peter got an earful on how forgiveness is not tied to several acts of forgiving, but rather the source of forgiveness that comes from a faithful heart so that our forgiveness matches God's mercy and love that has been taken up residence in our hearts. 
But you know, the hard thing is, and for me too, is to get my prideful self out of the way. Oh, I can be right, and I can have judgment, I can have quarrel number one, two, three, and four, why I'm right. And people can look from different perspectives, but as I shared with the kids, I don't, oh, I got Nolan here. Nolan, when I did, when I did this on Wednesday night church, I had one finger pointing out how many back at me? Three. And we said, don't you ever, ever, ever judge someone, for you do not know their story until you've walked in their shoes. Our prayer is to seek the merciful judge who is the fountain of all our forgiveness. To replace our hearts with stone was our, our request, that we love and adore our God, who is in you, who is in you, who is in you, who is in you. And when we went through confession and forgiveness this morning, pastor asked you to turn to the left and tell the person you are forgiven. I don't think we hear those words. And then I had you turn to your other person and say, it's time for you to forgive yourself. That's my problem. I don't know about you, but I am a wonderful whipping post because I'm a pleaser. And you must be angry with me because I did something wrong. And my spiritual director said, Pastor Wade, stop whipping yourself and start forgiving yourself. The one who sacrifices his life on the cross for us is taking on all our trespasses, our sins, and is giving us, will you believe this? And is giving us the gift of eternal life. You don't get to earn it. God has already done this for you. Here is the kingdom of God where you find forgiveness Love, mercy, you receive the gift of salvation, the gospel of our Lord.
Let us share the affirmation of our faith as we find it in the Apostles' Creed. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal or the back inside cover. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. May be seated. Our service continues with the prayers of intercession. You'll find this on the back inside or the back cover of your celebrate insert. Remembering and caring for generous works of God, we pray for the church, creation, and the needs of our neighbors. We pray for the church. Bless the missions and the ministries of diverse congregations that they uplift the good news of salvation in ways that can be understood. Merciful God. We pray for creation, send rain to lands experiencing drought and healing to rivers clogged with pollution, enrich the soil for trees and plants, protect our crops as the farmers now begin soon to enter the fields. And may this difficult summer with less rain than we ever wanted, Lord, you increase our harvest and protect the crops that are in the field to feed those who are hungry. Merciful God, we pray for all who govern. Encourage those in positions of power to lead with empathy, practice forgiveness, and care for those who struggle in our communities. Merciful God, we pray for our neighbors who face illness of any kind, for those strained financially, for all living with chronic pain, mental illness, or maybe they're dealing with the disease of addiction, or otherwise they're afraid or in harm's way. Protect all who cry out for mercy, and we remember this morning, we pray for Zeta Harms, recovering from a fracture of the shoulder and the knee. We lift before you Carol and Glenn Hine, Elfrida Tobias and Linda Siebels, Teresa Ingobart, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen, Dick Meyer, Lynette Bork, Tom Boken, Samantha Putz. And Lord, we lift before you Brenda Smith, who's bringing the good news to a third world country. And we're ever so thankful, Lord, for our sons who enlisted in the armed services. We ask that you protect them in whatever way that they serve. For Ben Harms, Trevor Owen, Dustin Starn, Spencer Hansen. Merciful God, we pray for this congregation. Open our hearts to practice intentional visitation. Help us to forgive one another. May we practice patience with one another and choose welcome over judgment. And when we're faced with change, may we see possibility. Move us to care for those in our community seeking refuge and safety. Merciful God, we give thanks for the saints who died in faith. Show us how to live faithfully, creatively, and lovingly in your church. Merciful God, remembering us according to your steadfast love as we offer these in the prayers of our heart trusting in your compassion made known through Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us receive this morning's offering. I'm going to invite the children to come forward as we again, the Noisy Coin offering is going to help children throughout Iowa through LSI. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way that they may know your care and prepare us now for the feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. our Lord's betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I'll invite our community, you can go ahead and be seated. I'll have our communion assistants come forward and Pastor Lynn, who will help me in distributing the host. At this time, uh, make your way down for all those who have been baptized and believe in the true presence of the body and blood of our Lord. Uh, may come forward at this time. We're very good. And uh, let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God. That you have refreshed us through this healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A couple of announcements that I'd like to share with you. Um, I don't know if you all saw this or not, but check out the Wayne Zine Bulletin Board. You'll find information about you. We love printing articles that show up in the Anamosa Journal, Eureka Journal, and the Monticello Express. And I just have to lift up a light that is shining bright among us. And I know she does not want me to do this and will have to forgive me. Heather Weir was recently for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. She is the founder of the chapter here in uh, southeastern Iowa, Jones County, and she is also helping other counties with their startups for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Matter of fact, she went where it all began in Idaho and brought it back here and has been very successful. And a lot of, can't look at her, a lot of beds have been made. Well, she was lifted up unbeknownst to her for being a light in Iowa. There were a number of, of uh, people who were lifted up in organizations, and she was one of top three in the state of Iowa. Now, they thought so much of her, they didn't require her to go to Des Moines. Des Moines came here and awarded her a gift for her organization of $2,500 to be used for tools and supplies and to continue that mission. And if you want to read the rest of the story, check it out on the Wayne Zine Bulletin Board in the Social Hall. I'm impressed. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you to Roland Banderab. Um, he's a member of this congregation. Roland, I'm going to have you stand up. And you're married to someone 
I'm going to have that person stand up, Pastor Lynn Banderob. They have been a wonderful gift to this congregation. They live in Marion, Iowa, and chose to be among us. And Pastor Lynn, I'm ever grateful for you and standing in and helping. And Roland came forward. He's a professional photographer by trade and I think also by hobby. He has a wonderful gift. You can go ahead and sit down now. But uh, Roland has given his time, talent to this, org to this church to take pictures. And now we have some 46 pictures that have been taken. Our whole goal in taking these pictures is that we want to run a picture directory of all of you that's Wayne Zine. We're not interested in selling it to marketeers, but to be used in the family of God. And I know it's hard to get cell numbers, but there are some people who prefer not to have their information listed. We have a way for that. It's called a release or not release form. Between now and I'm going to say February, it is time for us to take a look at the information that we have in Servant Keeper. And so what we need to do, and we'll figure this out, the staff will meet and we'll figure out how we're going to get this to you, but you need to go through and make sure we've got your most up-to-date cell number. Because I'm going to tell you, we have a wonderful Sunday school superintendent who wants to know your number. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, we hope to print this directory uh, sometime in, in March and get it out at Easter time. So we can get it to many, as many people as we possibly can. Speaking of the Sunday school superintendent, I'm blown away. I am simply blown away. I know that God answered prayer. And Gail, what a gift she is to this congregation. Matter of fact, do you know that Gail's family is one of the founding families of Wayne Zine, if you want to go back long enough in history. She has taught Sunday school some 40 plus years. She is a nurse. She is also a public school teacher. There were so many things I now know about her that I didn't know. And she has put together a Sunday school classroom today for me to teach. And I give her all the credit. She provided me with Bibles, both Whirl and Spark. She inspired me to come up with a picture uh, storyboard that the kids are going to work on. They're going to learn about forgiveness. They're going to work on this at Sunday school. And they're going to present it to you next Sunday when we read from Jonah so they're getting a jump on you, and they're going to be studying about Jonah and forgiveness, which ties with today. And so, Gail, thank you. The other thing I want to share with you, when we didn't have a superintendent of Sunday schools, Barb and I went to work quickly. Because Barb cares, and so does your pastor. And we didn't want our kids not to have something again this year, and so we put together something called Children's Church. Well, we have now handed it over to Gail, and she's taken it in a different direction. And she already has, believe this, she already has 31 students signed up for Sunday school, and that doesn't count the high school people of some 11 who want to have their own high school Sunday school here at Wayne Zion, and she's meeting with them this morning. And so here's where I need your help. She wants to go back to using classrooms. That means we're going to have to move some things around, and we've got to get it done before Harvest Festival. Rhonda, forgive us. Amy, forgive us. We're going to disrupt a little bit of the rooms, but we promise you can be there with us and watch and tell us where to go. When Liz and I moved here, and I remember Kenny. Kenny Streeper, are you here today? Wave your... This little elf showed up and moved us into the parsonage, and all Liz had to do was the mom cave the attic, the living room, the kitchen. And you all moved the pastor and his wife and family and Joseph into the parsonage, and it was done like that. Oh, but we need more than that. Besides movers, we need cleaners. Because when we move out of a room, you're going to find bugs and cobwebs. And we don't want to have Etta 
and Craig to lift one finger. Will you help me? Next week, you're going to hear about an opportunity to help us rearrange Wayne Zion Lutheran Church so that we can have Sunday school. Do I get a hurrah? Let us stand up receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending hymn 595 in its entirety. Reprinted with permission under one license number A 729734. All rights reserved.